The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. In the presence of fear, God prepares a table before me. In the presence of turmoil, in the home, on the job, and all that the senses may bring, God prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies Life is big, rich, and it's wonderful With my hand in the hand of God My heart has found its haven With Jesus on its throne my mind fixed on my father and our words in one accord. Life is big, rich, and wonderful with my hand in the hand of God. Loneliness in the presence of misery, God causes my cup to run over. In the presence of sickness, in the presence of pain, God causes my cup to run over. In the presence of unworthiness, to talk to my father, I resist the memory of sin. Revelation upholds me and unfolds before me that I am made righteous in him. Life is big, rich, and it's wonderful. In the hand of God My heart has found its haven With Jesus on its throne With my mind 
on a chord. Life is big, rich, it's wonderful. With my hand in the hand of God. With my hand in the hand of God. You know, the Lord has given us the choice of life or, or death, and he told us which one to choose. You know which one he told us to choose? Life. <laughs> Life is big, rich, and wonderful. With my hand in the hand of God, my heart has found its haven with Jesus on its throne. With my mind fixed on my Father and our words in one accord, life is big, rich, and wonderful. With my hand in the hand of God. I told my wife, I said, this is it. This is where we are. We, let's just get God's word on our lips. Let's speak out his word. If we'll fix up everything and keep it rolling on the inside, uh, the outside will go so much better. That's right. <laughs> a lot of things won't even come near you when you begin to wear God's word where, I mean, you speak it, you're singing it, you're meditating it. There's just something about the attitude uh, of a person that, that begins to change. I, I don't think the person is aware of it, but I, but about, I know there's a certain attitude, there's a certain uh if I could even call it a, a body language, even, and uh, and certainly a spiritual language, to know that this person, you don't mess with this person, you know. I wrote a song that says, I'm a miracle man walking through this world with a miracle plan. And one of the lines in there says, when the demons see me coming, they just give up. I'm a miracle man. Because my father and my brother and the spirit in me make up the miracle three, you see. Uh, and uh, that's the miracle me. <laughs> well, it takes a while. You have to hear that several times to get all that. You know, the devil just groans and trembles at the sound of Jesus' name. So it makes me want to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank God for Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus paralyzed Satan and rendered him helpless. And he has put us over and we're reigning in life by one Christ Jesus. And life is big, rich, and wonderful. With my hand in the hand of God. Now, the Bible says that the, the devil, he walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And we're told to resist him. And so when we begin to meditate how Jesus defeated Satan and how the Spirit of God quickened Jesus and brought him alive out of the pit of hell, and we came out of there with him. And so we are in him, and we're living and moving and having our being. And so Jesus broke the back of Satan, and he, he knocked his teeth out, so to speak. And so Jesus paralyzed him. Satan lost the battle. Jesus won the fight. The enemy is conquered, restoring every right. Yes, Satan has been paralyzed. God is good. He's feeding us his word. Did you know that you're the seed of Abraham? You can lift up your eyes from where you are right now, and you can look to the north and to the south and to the east and west, God says, I'll give you all the land, and to thy seed forever, God promised Abraham. I will make thy faith seed number as the sand. And you can say with confidence and with joy, I'm of the seed of Abraham, and his blessing rests on me. I'm of the seed of Abraham. I'm not moved by what I see. That's the circumstances and so forth. Jesus was made a surety of a better covenant, and that's what I believe. He's the seed of Abraham, and his seed remains in me. You know, all that I'm doing right now is I'm 
is I'm uh, speaking God's word, I'm speaking in line with God's word, and I'm saying who I am in him and who he is to me. And that begins to divinely energize. God divinely energizes us as we acknowledge every good thing that is in us that came in us by Christ Jesus. So life is big, rich, and wonderful. The Lord said, I'll bless you going out, Abraham. I'll bless you coming in. You say, well, that's Abraham. No, the Bible says that we're the seed of Abraham. He said, I'm just going to bless you even the length and breadth of where your foot has been. See, there's a little work into it. You have to walk out, walk out the land, speak some things, sing some things, worship, worship God, walk through life, uh, put some energy out there. He said, I'll make you fruitful and your seed after you. Well, your seed's going to be a part of that. In their generations, I'll bless exceedingly. And you can gladly and bravely and, and triumphantly say, I'm of the seed of Abraham and his blessing rests on me. I don't mean it jumps on you and off of you, back on you, back off. No, his blessing rests on me. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm not moved by what I see. Jesus was made a surety. And that's what I believe. He's the seed of Abraham, and his seed remains in me. You know, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You know, Satan has some downers for you. Sometimes he tries to bring hurtful and negative thoughts to your mind. Sometimes he even gets so-called good people to help him. You can read about that in Ephesians 2.2, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Listen now. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. As I said, sometimes he even gets good people to help him. But here's some downers. But you know, God's got uppers for every downer. Here's a downer from Satan. He says, you're going to fail. God says, here's his word that we put on our lips. And, and, and I just say triumphantly, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Then the devil says, you're headed for poverty. And I say, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.19. Then the devil brings this thought, you're afraid, you're in fear. Then I say, God had not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1.7. Then the devil whispers, you're weak. And then I say, the Lord is the strength of my life, Psalm 27, 1. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits, Daniel 11, 32. Then, then the, this thought comes, Satan, he's big and he's bad and he's powerful. Then I say, for greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, 1 John 4, 4. The thought comes, maybe somebody says, hey, man, you're a loser. And I say, God always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Then this thought comes, or maybe somebody even says, you're stupid, you're ignorant. And I say, Christ has made unto me wisdom from God. You're not stupid and ignorant when you have wisdom from God. Then the enemy brings this, you're full of sin. And then I say, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth me from all sin, 1 John 1, 7. Then somebody may say in the devil, <laughs> as I said, sometimes he uses good people. They say, you sure look worried. And I say, I've cast all my cares on him because he cares for me affectionately. Then this thought comes, you're confused, or this word comes. And then I say, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Then this old thought comes, you're living in hypocrisy. And then I say, there's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so these are God's uppers. 
for the devil's downers. <laughs> and then I began to sing the song. I know that I know that I know. I'm free from the curse of the law, poverty, sickness, and sin. I know that I'm free from it all. The entrance of his words giveth light. It causes my faith to grow tall. So I know that I know that I know I'm free from the curse of the law. And that's why we can sing. Life is big, rich, and wonderful. With my hand in the hand of God. My heart has found its haven with Jesus on its throne. With my mind fixed on my Father and our words in one accord. I'm, I'm going to watch what I say. Life is big, rich, and wonderful. With my hand in the hand of God. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.